It is Thursday, January 5th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Ploop. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan is along for the ride as well. In addition to having another edition of Baseball Today, it's the season debut of BattleBots, season seven tonight. Eight o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock Pacific on Discovery. Check it out. Didn't Ted, Teddy likes BattleBots, doesn't he? He loves it. We will be watching tonight. Um, and he also is wondering, are, is John Boy going to have a battle bot? I said, I don't think it's that easy, bro. Like maybe down the road we can talk about that. But he's definitely into it. And I haven't told him yet that it's premiering tonight. So he'll be very excited about that. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So we appreciate everybody's support. I'll be doing an Instagram live at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific time with one of our new bot builders. Anna, who has a bot called Ripperoni. Yes, it does look like a pizza, but please do not put it anywhere near your mouth because it spins at 230 miles an hour. Um, it's fascinating. Teddy's going to yep. love that one. Yeah, give us another like a uh, tidbit or a little leaked info or anything. Come on. Yeah, the first fight out of the gate is one of the best ones okay. we've had right out of the gate. And we're like, oh, man, this is going to be a hell of a season. And sure enough, that's the way it went. It was crazy. So thank you for watching. We appreciate it. But on this show, we do talk primarily about baseball. And we had another major signing yesterday, this time an extension. Rafael Devers is not going anywhere. He will be your third baseman slash DH well into the next decade. Sounds like the deals for right around $331 million. Sixth highest dollar value of all time. Does Devers deserve to be up there with the other elite third baseman in the league financially? Of course he does. I mean, the, the numbers support that. Uh, the age that he's at supports that. The fact that he's homegrown supports that. Everything about this guy is perfect. And, and the Red Sox basically had no choice. You had to go re-sign him. You had to extend him. We know the backlash they've kind of been facing since the Mookie trade, since um, Bogart's ops out. Like, this is a guy you had to keep around. And like I said, the age is a big factor of this. He's 26 years old right now. He just turned 26. So, you know, time was on his side, and I think the dollar amount fits. And if you really go look at the stats, Chris, I have Fangrass up here, and, and from 2019 through last year, he's a top four uh, third baseman in F4. And you're talking about, I mean, this is the elite of the elite. And we – on this show, I've talked about how, you know, over the last decade or so, we've been blessed with like almost like a golden age of third baseman. Like we have seen totally. some absolute monsters from Josh Donaldson to Arenado uh, to Chris Bryant to R Jose Ramirez, who has, you know, turned himself into probably the best third baseman in the league along with Arenado. I mean, it's, it's been a really good group. Endeavors is right there with him. So um, I'm happy this got done. I'm happy for the Red Sox fans. I'm also happy for Devers because he's he's earned this. He's earned this contract. There's no doubt about it. So his AAV is going to end up being over 30. Um, that is up there with Anthony Rendon, Nolan Arenado, Alex Bregman, Manny Machado. And then next in line is Josh Donaldson at just over 20 million a year. I think it's right around 21. He absolutely deserves to be up there in part because of what you said, you're paying for his prime. And so many times, I mean, we can just look at the most recent shortstop deals. What's the first thing that comes out of our mouth? Well, how long is he going to be there at that <laughs> position? How long is he going to be elite out of those 10 or 11 years? Well, the, the only question we've got about Raphael Devers is how long is he going to be third base? And well, fine. You know what? You were willing to pay Poppy 
premium just for being a DH. Why can't this guy be the next Poppy? You know, he his defensive metrics have gotten a bit better in recent years, but fine. Let him be an average third baseman over there. I want a dude who mashes. I want a dude who's in his mid-20s. I want a dude who's an extra base monster. This is, I have zero problem with this deal. No, and, and if you go look at his StatCast page, which I uh, implore everyone to do, it's it's very impressive. This is He's probably one of the best pure hitters uh, as far as the third baseman go. Defensively, he's not going to be up there with, with some of them. But the thing about defensive metrics and, and how people value defense, I, I've told you before, we can fix this pretty easily uh, and, and get mm-hmm. those defensive numbers up. I'll set them up with a guy. If, if Boston faithful really want that, I'll set them up with a guy that will get them right. I think there are ways that you can improve your defensive metrics, even as you get older. It's just positioning, really. So I don't really worry about that. This guy makes hard contact. Um, he has he hits for average, which I think a lot of fans still enjoy. Like this guy is like getting on base at a good clip. Like he hits homers, like you said, extra base hits. Everything he does everything well on the offensive side. So that's what you're really paying for. The defensive side would be a bonus if he got a little bit better there, uh, but. He, he still has time, Chris, 26 years old. This guy's going to be a third baseman for the next, the next five, six, seven years, in my yeah. opinion. By the way, at the end of his deal, are we going to say, yeah, but he was just an average fielding third baseman. That's no. not what we're going to be saying about him. We're just not. It's going to be how many balls does he, you know, hit near the pesky pole and over the monster or off the monster. That's all. That's all we're going to be caring about. And it gets me to my second question. How much credit should we give the Red Sox for finally signing one of their own to a massive extension? I don't really get what you mean by credit. I mean, this is something that I guess, yeah, we have to applaud them for. But it was like I mentioned earlier, almost like they had to do it, like they were forced into doing this because of the Mookie Betts situation, the Xander Bogart situation. But they decided to go with the youngest guy. I think. Behind the scenes, when you're talking, when you have guys that are going to command that type of money and, and three guys that they knew uh, if they wanted to keep them around, they were going to demand that type of money. Internally, you probably have to decide which one is best long term for you. And maybe that was what was going on this whole time. We can get Dev, uh, we can get Devers at 26 years old and extend him and, and get more of his prime, if you will. Uh, so I'm happy they did it. I don't know how much credit uh, they deserve, but. They ultimately made the right move. Now let's see what they can do around him with this roster. Because sometimes you look at the lineup, and I think we have differing opinions on this lineup. I can look at it and dream upon a pretty good offensive season. I think the starting pitching probably needs a little bit of help. They brought in some guys there. They brought in Kluber, but they also lost a ton of guys. So to me, this is the first real step in like where are we going from here because Boston fans are not used to being kind of at the basement of the AL East, and and right now they. They're kind of there. They are. That's where they were last year. Not kind of. That's where they were. Um, So do you remember the day that Xander Bogart signed with the Padres? I said, boy, oh boy, I would love to be Rafael Devers' agent because there was no way they could have let him leave town. Zero chance that was going to happen. And so Rafael Devers, I don't know if it made him another 40, 50, 10 million. I don't know what the number is, but it made him significantly more money basically to the point where the next time Rafi sees Xander, he should be taking him out to dinner. Be like, thank you. What kind of thank dinner are those two going to get? <laughs> they, even, they even make food expensive enough for these guys. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> There's a few other things that could be as expensive, but not food, not a meal. Um, it's interesting because now at the end of the day, it's basically the three guys, Mookie, Xander, and Devers. Devers, although he's been a really, really good player, has never had a top 10 MVP finish. Xander Bogarts has had two, and he left town. And Mookie Betts, who is exactly the same age, he had just finished his age 26 season when they traded him to the Dodgers, has had, at that time, four top eight MVP finishes, including a win and a runner-up. So even though, you know, Heim Bloom wasn't around, well, actually, he was the first, the first thing he did yeah, was trade Mookie Betts. the first thing he did, yeah. Oh, Jesus. That would have been the ultimate hat trick if he had traded bets, let let Bogarts walk, and then either trade or let Devers walk. All right, so they can't make up for those other two things. The, the best thing I, I still won't – you still can't get over that one if you're a Red Sox fan. Yeah, because I made the point that Devers is 26 signing this extension. They traded – Mookie Betts at 26. So yeah. <laughs> I guess that my my thinking of what was going on internally was wrong. I that's it's gonna be tough for Heim to like get rid of that taste, if you will. Like first move you make is sending Mookie Betts to the Dodgers, and you really haven't recouped what you thought you were gonna recoup in that deal. No. Well, so you asked the important question is is this like welcome back to putting your big boy pants on, Boston Red Sox? This has got to be the start of it because the team actually didn't get any better in the last 24 hours. The uh, emotional stability of your fan base and probably your clubhouse got significantly better. But your team has got to get better now. This has got to be the first part of the building block. Like all these pieces that they brought in, Justin Turner and Kenley Jansen and Chris Martin, these are all good players, but they're all in their mid-30s and older. Those are short-term fixes, and I don't know what they're it's going to do for their team this year. I don't think they're going to be they're going to be better, but I don't know if they're going to be good enough to get in the playoffs. But what do you do from here on out that makes you see eye to eye with the Yankees to get back on a level with Toronto and Tampa? Because it can't just be this extension. And, and there's no free agents uh, to go get. So you're talking about putting your big boy pants on, spending some money. There's no free agents out there that are going to be game changers. So they're going to have to look, you know, for a trade partner. We've heard some uh, rumblings and some rumors about the Marlins and them, you know, getting together, yeah. maybe them taking some of that surplus pitching, starting pitching away from the Marlins. That would be a great start. I think, I think when I think of a, a, a Heim Bloom, I, I expect more of that than the big free agent signings. Uh, maybe that'll change now. Um, but they, they're going to have to go that route. And, and you know, I'm pretty optimistic when I look at rosters, Chris. I, I look at them like I, I always see the best in, in, in rosters, and maybe that's a fault as an analyst. But even with that mindset, it's tough to, like, think about this team as currently constructed as, as even getting into the playoffs. And I hate saying that. I want to give every team a chance, and, and, and maybe if everything goes right, they get in there. But what I'm looking at right now doesn't really seem like a playoff team. Right. But it is a great day for Red Sox Nation. Good for you guys. I'm happy you got one of these done. Doesn't erase the stink of the bets trade, nor letting Xander walk, but you can smile today, and yeah. you should.
A pair of vets have made their way back to the National League Central reportedly. Wade Miley heads back to Milwaukee, where he pitched previously in 2018. Eric Hosmer reportedly has a deal with the Chicago Cubs. Which of those two moves is more interesting? I think it's, for me, the Hosmer deal. When you... When you're in his position and you get designated for assignment and uh, but you're still under contract for some dough, you can you can stay home and you're going to earn all your money. And he's got a new baby and a beautiful family. And he could have just kind of like walked into the sunset. He's got a World Series ring. But I think he you know, he's a ball player. So him going to the Cubs and some of the moves the Cubs have made are interesting to me. I think the Cubs, you know, this the last like two years have just been like, okay, I'm curious. Let's see how this plays out. Hosmer, kind of the same thing. I don't know what kind of role he's going to have in there. If he's going to step in and be, you know, a DH first baseman type. Um, But there has been some people on the internet. I guess this is kind of where I wanted to go with this question. There's been some talk on the internet about Hosmer, like not being like a good teammate or good for a clubhouse. And I got to just tell everyone that's like the opposite of what's true. He's a great teammate. He's great for the clubhouse. And that's honestly, I think one of the reasons he got so much dang money is because Boris was able to sell him on, sell people on the leadership factor that Hosmer brings. And, you know, I'm with a new baby comes a renewed sense of responsibility. And so I think Mm. for that reason, I want to see what Hosmer does this, this year. Is he going to, play with some sort of chip on his shoulder he got released for the first time that's that stings a little bit it motivates you too a baby motivates you so going to chicago it's a cool place for him i think he's going to look great in the uni the 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 pinstripes are going to make him look like he's eight feet tall i'm curious to see what happens there i'm a i'm a cubs fan i think so i would agree with you but i i look at it through a slightly different lens and by the way with the hosmer portion of the program he's basically been told he wasn't wanted for the last two years, right? They tried to trade him multiple times out of San Diego. It finally clicked that last time to Boston. And then Boston was like, yeah, we're good. But I'm not looking at it through what it means for Eric Hosmer and what he can bring to the Cubs. I'm curious about Matt Mervis, who is this power hitting minor league legend that he became in 2022. This is a guy that played at all three levels, A, double A, and triple A. His numbers were ridiculous. He was one of the best hitters, not sluggers, one of the best hitters we had in the minor leagues a season ago. 36 bombs, an OPS of 984, hit over 300. Here's the interesting thing. He's 24, so he's a little older. He went undrafted out of Duke. I don't believe he's on the 40 man because they still don't have to protect him, but I thought maybe he would get a shot at some at-bats this year, and he still might, but he's a left-hander, and Hosmer's left-handed. So I would have thought that maybe they would have gone with a guy like Trey Mancini and say, hey, listen, now we've got a righty, and we got a young kid that's a lefty that can get the primary at-bats at first base against right-handed pitchers and kind of ease our way into this whole thing. I'm curious what it means for a guy like, they call him Mash Mervis, Mm. I guess, down in the minors. but. I don't know. Look, I mean, I thought it would have been fun to see him up there on an everyday basis. You, you still might, depending on how spring training goes, what they feel about Maybe. this guy. Like Hosmer's making the league minimum this year for the Cubs. I mean, the right. They could easily cut bait. It's not that they'd have to cut bait either. I mean, they could he could become a bench piece or or whatever. Like if this guy demands playing time, they're going to play him. They don't have to play Hosmer. No, but don't you think that Hos went into the discussion saying, OK, 
am I going to get a realistic shot at being the everyday first baseman? Like, don't like he, I'm sure he did his homework. I, I bet what happened and I don't have any sources on this. I haven't checked in on this, but in my experience in a situation like this, they'd say, look, we can guarantee you, you know, 300 at bats. We have a guy that we like, we'd like you to be in some sort of mentorship role with him as well. Um, but we can guarantee you between first base and DH that you're going to get X amount of at bats. I don't think they guaranteed him. You're going to play every single day and get 600 plate appearances. I, I don't think that's the case. Okay. The new everyday first baseman in Washington is former New York Met Dom Smith. I know there's a lot of Mets fans that are happy for him. Not that he's going to be in the same division, but they just, he's got such a good, big, gregarious personality. Like they're rooting for him. They thought it was going to work. He's a former first round pick with the Mets. It didn't work out. Um, he signs a one year, $2 million deal with a lot of incentives. Says he's just happy to kind of clear his head and get a quote, fresh start. Give us one other player who needs to kind of wipe away the stink of 2022. It could be a guy who now has a new team or somebody who just had a lousy year with their squad. I'll open it up to the entire floor. There's there's just a lot of guys I could go from like a Max Kepler with the twins. Like what's his role going to be? He's been talked about, you know, being traded. Give me one in case you say my name. Well, I'm going to go two. One, you're definitely not going to have. I'm Yelich needs to, we need to get going, Yelich. But I don't want to go into that right. because we've talked about him so much. Like the Brewers need you to go. He's working hard. Yep. I see his workouts all the time on IG. Uh, Mikey Brasso's there working out with him. Hopefully they get something together, whatever. But I, I'm excited to see what Cody Bellinger does outside of the Dodgers. Maybe that wasn't the right fit for him. Maybe he's healthy Good now. One. He's also on the Cubs getting a fresh start. I think that uh, it's going to be a completely t- different type of baseball for him. They do play a lot of day games there. It's a new, it's a new division, uh, different types of travel. It's he's out of the Los Angeles nightlife scene. Although he's not in that, he's got a kid. I think another one on the way. But it's just different. <laughs> and sometimes people need a little bit of change, a little kick in the butt, dude. So I'm excited to see Cody and and what he's doing. Also, Cole Tucker. There's so many, Chris. A lot of guys need work. Jake Storiali and Blitzball, right. he needs some work. Who'd you say for Blitzball? Jake Storiali, one-hit wonder. Prove yourself, wow. Jake. Has the gauntlet already been thrown down for season three? It's coming. I'm working on. Uh, I'm working on something for that. But give me, give us your. For answer. me, it's uh, Adam Frazier. People might not even have known he signed a one-year, eight million dollar deal. With the Baltimore Orioles, sounds like he's going to be the everyday second baseman, we think. Um, He had an all-star year in the first half of 2021 with the Pirates and was a steady ball player. And then he got traded to San Diego. We're like, oh, man, perfect place for him, man. Really going to fit in nicely. And he stunk. Yeah. He was horrible. And then they shipped him up to Seattle. And he was just as bad, if not worse. And I'm like, what's going on here, Adam? You're like a good player. He had an under 640 OPS combined in his stops in San Diego and Seattle. And that was more than a full season's worth of games between those two places. He had like five total home runs. Now, the good news was he had a nice playoff series against Toronto, but then he went one for 14 against the Astros and it just didn't work out. So maybe it's a place where once again, there's not a ton of pressure. I know we want to see bigger things out of the O's, because they kind of grew up in front of our eyes. But maybe this is a good spot for him. 
I like that. I like that. We um we have an ongoing joke on talking baseball with Adam Frazier. We, we always say we're going to talk about the Adam Frazier trade on the next episode. We never get to it though. Um, but I want to see like him the, do well. Uh, I like that. That's like the uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Not I don't have time for Matt Damon tonight. Skin. Yeah, exactly. Cute. I guess I don't even know what that means. That's why you guys are the number one baseball podcast out there. We're just trying to know. slum along here on baseball today. Another one quickly, and this is who I was initially going to go with, but I. Went to Bellinger. Anthony Rendon. Would love to see him kind of return to form with the Angels. I want to see the Angels be good. I really do, man. I, I just I'll stop. Can we I'm gonna cut you off. Okay. We're not allowed to have that talk anymore. That talk has stopped for now. Thank you. Sure. Latest episode of the Rose Rotation has Vinny Pasquantino from the Kansas City Royals. If you haven't listened, please do. You will laugh out loud probably 10 to 12 times. He's really funny. He's very funny. And we cover a lot of stuff, including the pronunciation of his last name and his nicknames that were on baseball reference. Here you go. Pronunciation. We're good with Pasquantino. Yep, that's perfect. Okay, Italian breakfast or Italian nightmare. Yeah, that's right. I I prefer the Pasquatch. Um, Pasquatch. Yeah, that's that's what people in KC have started. That's my favorite nickname. So we actually then went out and made Pasquatch shirts, which are on sale in our merch. What's the, what's the uh, what's the merch tagline again? How do you get stuff? Shop.johnboymedia.com. Okay, thank you. And we'll put that in the description on our YouTube. Um, scale of one to ten, Pasquatch as a nickname. It's got a good name for a nickname. I, I mean, the Italian breakfast is really, really good. Um Pasquatch is good. What about, about Passhole? You ever thought about that one? <laughs> you know. But he's such the opposite of that. That is hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to text him that one. That's good. No, Passquatch is good. Um, I, I'm excited to see this guy, too. I know that uh, him and Jake had the interaction, and then I, I also have – I need to get to know this guy because it seems like he's coming up on my timeline a lot, and I want to be very familiar with his game. So I'm going to do a little yeah. bit of research – and get my Italian nightmare, Italian breakfast on for sure. Pasquatch. Can you give me a one, scale of one to 10? You just said it's pretty good. Being a like a Sasquatch type guy, I'm going to give it an eight. I like it. Yeah. Easy eight. Easy eight. The first bombs? time I heard it, I was like, I was maybe a nine even. I love does he, it. Does he drop bombs? Yeah. Okay. Then that works, bro. Like if this guy's a singles hitter, can't be calling him the Pasquatch. No, you got to drop it. Big dude. Okay. But in fact, we talk about him hitting homers and what's going to happen if he hits one against my Cleveland Guardians next year. Inevitably, he will. Oh, he's a a big boy. Oh, he's huge. Did Jake and him get a picture next to each other? Because he must have dwarfed. It's in there. If you want to watch it instead of just listening to it on podcast form, if you want to watch it on our YouTube channel, the picture's there. It's all there. It's And he goes through the whole story about how Jake blew him off. It's great. All right, I'm all in. Vinny, I'm in, bro. I'm in. Good. All right, well, that'll do it for the YouTube and podcast side of things. Quick reminder tonight, the debut of Season 7 of BattleBots, which Trev and Teddy will be watching. I want a full report the next time we do the show, what you liked, what you didn't like. Sure. That's on uh, Discovery or Discovery Plus if you want to stream it, 8 o'clock Eastern and Pacific tonight. Uh, We will – everybody have a great weekend. We're back at this again next Tuesday for producer Diane – And Trevor Plouffe, I'm Chris Rose. Thanks for tuning in to Baseball Today.